Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley, and we got a busy, busy week for housing data. We're going to be talking about, well, inventory, because it is Tuesday, which means we got the weekly report from Altos, but we also got home builder confidence data. So we are going to be talking about that. But also on, or I should say on Tuesday, we're gonna be getting housing starts data, building permits, completions. On Wednesday, existing home sales with the FOMC report. And then on Thursday, as always, mortgage rate data from Freddie Mac. Oh, also, of course, on Wednesday, mortgage demand and rates. So a lot of weekly stuff we normally get as well as some big monthly reports. And one of those, where we're going to be starting home builder confidence. So if you've been paying attention at all, home builder confidence has fallen <laughs> recently and seems to not be in such a great place. In fact, it's negative. Um, home builder confidence last month fell into negative territory for the first time since the pandemic, or really when the pandemic started in 2020. And so what happened in September? Well, it wasn't good. Homebuilder confidence has now fallen for the ninth time this year. And if you are mathematically challenged like I am, you realize that we are in September, which is the ninth month of the year, which means every single month, homebuilder confidence has fallen. <laughs> every single month. Now, it should also be noted that because of how hot the housing market was at the end of last year, inventory levels had plummeted, home builder confidence reached levels they had never seen before. They almost got to 90. Some regional markets were above 90, but the uh, overall index, it got close, it, got, it reached levels they'd never seen before. So we were at sort of an elevated peak. So it's understandable why we have seen this big fall. Now, of course, we're in negative territory, which we have been before, but it's how fast it's happened that I think has taken a lot of people by surprise. So this, of course, is the National Association of Home Builders Wells Fargo Housing Market Index. They had home builder confidence at 46 in September. That is a three-point drop from the previous month. And as I men mentioned, the ninth straight month that we have seen the, the index decline. Year over year, home builder confidence is now down 30 points. So it was already in the decline. <laughs> or I should say it kind of rose up there at the end of the year and then began its plummet. We are now at the lowest level since 2014. So it's it's been a while. We're not at all time lows, but it's been a while since we've been at this level. And then just to pile on, to make matters worse, economists, they thought things were gonna fall, but not as much. They thought a drop to 47, we actually fell to 46. So if you're looking for a silver lining, I have a little one for you. The Southern region, which is always the silver lining in any report that we're talking about right now, whether it's home construction, whether it's sales, whether whatever it is, and no different here. The South is still the only region in positive territory, but it is holding on as best it can. <laughs> it is almost out of that category. It fell three points, but it's still at 52. 
So it's still above 50, still positive, but it's holding on for dear life. <laughs> it fell once again, three points and remains the only region in positive territory. Some more good news. The Northeast and Midwest did not see a decline. They didn't increase. They were unchanged for the month at 48, 42, respectively. And then the West, oh my gosh, the West fell eight points to 34. That's bad. <laughs> 30, yeah, 34, that is, um, that's not good. Any way you look at it, <laughs> home builders, they, can you imagine being a home builder in the West right now? 34. You are not liking anything you are seeing. And then, of course, all the major components that make up the index fell in September. And once again, a tiny, tiny silver lining is current sales conditions, even with the one-point drop, are still in positive territory at 54. Sales expectations in the next six months declined one point to 46, staying negative. And then the traffic of prospective buyers continues to fall, falling one point to 31, 31. They are not confident that traffic is going <laughs> to be very good. 31. Like I said, that's, that's, that's not the best. That's not what you would like. And that, that's one of the reasons why all of these predictions for these inventory levels, which we're going to talk about in a second, that were supposed to just skyrocket. I mean, it never really made any sense. I mean, buyers made it very clear this whole year, every month, drop, 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 drop. They weren't feeling confident. When home builders aren't feeling confident, they're not just going to keep building just because why not? And so that was one of the main things I thought was so funny about all of these sort of predictions about this inventory Armageddon. Sure, there's a lot of homes out there that home builders couldn't finish and they, you know, there, there was the potential, especially in localized markets, that you could see a big inventory jump. But overall, nationwide, I mean, home builders made it very clear every month of this year that they were getting less and less confident in what was happening with the housing market. And when they're not confident, they're not building. That's that's the way it works. Uh, Robert Dietz, the chief economist of the National Association of Home Builders, famously in August, the same report mentioned that we were in a housing recession and everybody picked up on it. And well, in September, he's saying, we're still in it and I'm not seeing anything that's gonna take us out of it. Pointing out that builder sentiment has declined every month in 2022 and the housing recession shows no signs of abating as builders continue to grapple with elevated construction costs and an aggressive monetary policy from the Federal Reserve that helped push mortgage rates above 6% last week, the highest level since 2008. Now, Dietz also mentioned the lengths that builders are you know, willing to go to close deals. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the year, if you were a builder and you had a home, available and a, a buyer came to you, you'd say, yeah, I'll sell it to you for double. <laughs> and they were like, sure, deal. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, builder could pretty much do whatever they wanted. We're not there anymore. Um, Dietz points out that in this soft market, more than half of the builders in our survey reported using incentives to bolster sales, including mortgage rate buy downs, free amenities and price reductions. So the beginning of 2022, it is not anymore. 
and there's no more evidence than that. I mean, seriously, you could do anything as a builder at the beginning of the year. You know, I'm going to make you buy two homes. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. Just let me get one of the homes. Now they have to offer sweeteners for the deals. Uh, so bottom line is, unless construction costs fall or rates do, home builders are going to continue to not be very confident. <laughs> That's sort of the reality of the situation. Um, it would be nice to see things sort of stagnate. I mean, I'd like to get back into positive territory and in the South, at least we still are. But yeah, until those conditions change, rates keep rising. And well, I think what's also killing home builders is the labor market. I mean, that's obviously a big cost for you know home building, not only you know materials, they're still facing problems with supply chains and, and elevated prices, but labor costs, they have seen zero, zero relief in the labor market. And that's just so weird. Like the housing market's in a recession, but the labor market is like full steam ahead. <laughs> and so it's, I mean, I think that's one of the other reasons why things are so wacky right now. A lot of home builders are like, let's just wait and see what's going to happen. Now, Speaking of home builders and homes entering the market, one of the big topics here on the podcast that I have made sure to highlight because so many people were warning about this inventory Armageddon. And I was just like, the, the data is not there. There's no way this is going to happen. And so for, it's been a month. September 15th was the last, or excuse me, August 15th was the last time we saw an increase and inventory levels. And I think even at that point, it was less than 1%. Since then, we've seen a couple months of zero growth and then a couple months of actually a pullback in inventory levels. Well, here for the week ending September the 19th, Altos Research is reporting that inventory levels actually increased week over week. We are now looking at about 552,000 single family homes on market. Now that is 26% more homes than were on the market last year. So yeah, thumbs up, great news. However, that is 43% fewer homes than 2019. And 2019 was you know, a pretty good market, maybe even a declining market. So maybe even slightly elevated levels and we're 43% below where we were in 2019. Now, because we've seen a slowdown in inventory, Prices are kind of, they're kind of all over the place. And that's why it's important to look at the median price of a single family home held steady for the week as well at four or $439,900. That is actually unchanged from the prior week and is still down about 3.3% from the high that was reported in July. Mike Simonson, CEO of Altos, believes the prices will end the year up 10%, so not 10% from the high, 10% from the beginning of the year, which is kind of where most people thought we were going to, and that's why most people who even say like, oh, if you bought at the high in January or February, you're still gonna end the year in positive territory. Now, what happens in 2023? <laughs> that's kind of anyone's guess. Uh, the median price of a new listing, interestingly enough, actually jumped to 399000 now, what also jumped were price cuts, oddly enough. You know, you'd think that price cuts going up would lead to the median price falling, 
But no, what did we see? We saw the median price increase and the median price for new listings increased as well, but price cuts actually fell. Or I should say actually increased to 40.6%. It's only a 0.6 percentage point increase from the prior week, but still an increase nonetheless. And then Mike Simonson at Altos also reported on rents for the third week in the for the third week in a row, not in the row, in a row. <laughs> Median rent for single family homes ticked down to $2,275. That is now down slightly from the high that we saw in mid-summer, but was the third week of decline. Simonson mentioned that this metric was probably the one to keep an eye on. And he even posed the question, are we seeing the first signals of rents peaking? And, th- and that's an important one because right now, you know, it's funny, you see all these housing pundits out there and they're saying, oh, you know, it's a great time to sell your house right now. And it's like, I mean, or now might be the last time to sell your house before, you know, inventory Armageddon hits and the housing market crashes or whatever the dumb argument is they're making. The problem is, is like, let's say you were to sell your house. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to go rent? Rents are at all-time highs. You're going to go buy at 6%. <laughs> I mean, if you're sitting on a, a 2.5% mortgage on a ton of equity, why would you sell? And that's one of the reasons why inventory levels aren't increasing. And so it was just kind of fascinating that these people, you know, act like, you know, a house is a stock like, Oh, I'll just sell the house and then buy it back. And <laughs> that's not how most people look at housing in any way, shape, or form. Most people are in extremely positive situation. They're sitting on a low mortgage rate. Why would they sell? And that's why inventory levels have stalled out at around 552,000. All right, real quick before we go, there was a great piece in Bloomberg about Open Door and some big losses they've taken on. I mean, it's crazy. Remember when everyone thought Zillow and Open Door were going to take over the housing market and they were going to manipulate it for their own greed and benefit? And Zillow did so bad, it almost bankrupted the company. And Open Door's taken on massive losses. That'll be in, of course, the companion newsletter, as well as some other interesting stories for the day. And then coming out later today, 8.30 a.m., housing starts and building permits. Housing starts are unchanged. They're projecting for the month of August. Building permits, they're projecting a drop of 4.2%. Now, if you remember, we mentioned this, Robert Dietz in August said we were in a housing recession. That was the first time he said it. So I'm wondering if maybe building permits might see a bigger drop than 4.2%. We will see. We will see. We'll be talking about it tomorrow here on Markets and Mortgages. You guys, enjoy your Tuesday. We'll see you here Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate, wait. Wait.